We can hear the brakes is squeaking. We all know the oil is leaking. Time for Texas peaches. We'll picnic by the tree. That was a band called Babes in Beddowland. In 2018, Beto O'Rourke came within a hair of winning a seat in the Senate, even though no Texas Democrat has held statewide office in decades. That was partly because he campaigned aggressively, visiting all 254 Texas counties, drawing big crowds in small cities and towns where Democrats normally fear to tread. Now, as O'Rourke runs for governor of Texas, he's using that strategy again, and this time, also crisscrossing the state to campaign for him, will be that band you just heard, Babes in Beddowland. Today, I'm talking with that Americano trio. Stage names Nellie, Hannah, and Laura. If you hear a toddler in the background, that's Hannah's daughter, who'll be on the bus with them. Can yodeling cross the partisan divide? Will close harmonies inspire previously Republican women to vote differently than their husbands? In politics, how much can a hot fiddle tune do? It's Wednesday. January 5th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Nellie, Hannah, Laura, thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Oh, I am so excited. It's been so fun listening to the songs you've leaked out, a sneak peek so far. So, okay, let's get started. What is Babes in Beddowland? How did this get started? Babes in Beddowland is a modern whistle-stop tour. We're also modeling this tour after Papio Daniels' uh, run for governor in Texas. Uh, he had this <laughs> fabulous band uh, called uh, the Light Crust Doughboys. That was a hot fiddle band in the 20s, 30s, and 40s? Yeah. And they had this song called Please Pass the Biscuits, Pappy. I like bread and biscuits, big white fluffy biscuits. My dear old ma just makes them grand. We like to sing and play and try to make folks happy. We hope We may have a little bit of an involvement with biscuits on the road. So we'll see. What would you do with biscuits? We're uh we're contemplating the idea of maybe serving some biscuits at a few of our shows and singing the song just in honor of the of the uh the wonderful campaign tactic, the musical campaign tactic that Papio Daniel used in the 40s. And also if uh, you know much about how Teddy Roosevelt toured, it was very similar back when he was running for uh, president. He was on a train. We uh-huh. don't have a train to ride. We are. <laughs> we have just purchased a school bus, and we are going to be building it out and traveling around to every town that we possibly can, singing songs about Beto's policies from a storytelling perspective. And we are specifically speaking to people from our subculture about why these policies matter. What do you mean our subculture? Well, we are a small group of white women, and I personally am very familiar with the white Republican side of Texas. Just the way I grew up, how I communicate, how I've learned what people do and do not talk about. I, I just, I feel very confident that I know how to speak to these people and to sing to these people. I will say that my, my first band back in my 20s was a modern contemporary praise and worship band. And I used to travel from, I used to travel from church to church around the Houston area and lead worship. And so many people said, oh, this is where you're headed. This is where you're going. I, and I really believed it for years that I was going to be the next modern contemporary worship leader. 
So why are y'all doing old time music? What is the power of that music? Gosh, Hannah and I have been playing some old time music and some folk music. Hannah is actually, I would say, the old time expert of the group. Most definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I would, we would call you that, Hannah. We're not, we're not sure if you would call yourself an expert, but we would. Well, thank you. <laughs> We would like to hearken back to what made America in the good from the good perspective. So wait, you're this is make America great again? Instead of make America America great again, we'd like to do make Texas safe again. Wait, say that again. Make Texas Make Texas safe again. Oh. We want it to be a safe place again for women. We want women to uh -huh. feel taken care of. And regarding the new gun law, we would like people to feel safe when they're going to Walmart. To school. To school. To school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we feel really passionate about helping to bring Texas back to a place of safety and celebrating some of the things that made Texas in a safe, honoring, traditional way. That brings us to the gun song. Yes. It's just a song about guns. We are celebrating the Texas tradition of having family guns, and it's we are actually calling it the wrong hands. We believe that's an important name for the song because it's like people have these great guns. They 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 shoot skeet, they shoot birds, they hog. all hogs, feral hogs. You gotta shoot the feral hogs. That's not going away, and we don't okay. want it to go yeah. away. We want it to just, that's what Texas is, you know? But we also really want people to start thinking deeply about whose hands are these guns in? And can we somehow make it safer for people by having some regulations on these guns that were literally made to kill people in large numbers? Those are not necessary guns that we need to own. Can I insert something about the gun song? Yes. So we're having these round tables with some really brilliant minds who want to help us out, like with writing these songs, because they're so important to get right. And we want a lot of feedback. So somebody, I can't even remember who it was, threw out the idea, why don't you write the gun song from the perspective of the gun? It'll be a more of a neutral party when talking and singing about guns, which is such a really touchy issue in the States. So the first draft of the gun song is that. Okay, so tell me about Texas Peaches. That's really about who you guys are, right? That song? What is it? Yeah, you know, so your former colleague, David Kaplan at The Chronicle, is so excited about the babes traveling. And he has been a part of our writing process as well. And uh, he shoots me some texts with lyrics sometimes. But that whole <laughs> song was derived from his lyrics. And he just took it upon himself to write a song about our future travels. And it just tickled us so much that we turned it into a melodic form. Look out at the sunset. Oh, what a moon. The sky tonight is bright and clear. We don't see too many 
cars inside. Whoa, don't hit that deer. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. This bus is going far. Okay, so this is like an on the road again song for for is it going to be four women in a bus? The three we of We believe it's going to be four women. Uh can I tell you about uh -huh. our fiddler? Oh, please. Okay. Who is not here with us? There are many fiddlers. Most of them are busy teaching all the time and are gigging. You know, they're kind of hard to find, hard to come by. Um, but we did talk to an, a fiddler yesterday. She's from El Paso, and she actually grew up two blocks away from Beto himself. She's not able to tour with us this year, but she's really excited about helping us with a couple songs on our album to get us started. Okay, so it's going to be... Who, what, the three of you in a bus with your kids? Like, Hannah, I, I see you've got a toddler right there with you on my Zoom screen. And so she'll be on the bus, too? She will be. Who's going to be on the bus? All ladies, okay? So Hannah and her uh -huh. baby Hazel and Laura and her baby June. And me, I decided not to have children. Probably won't ever. <laughs> and this will probably, probably be my baby fix for the rest of my life. <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Toddlers are a special, they're a special breed. Yeah. My daughter is two months younger okay. than Hazel, so they're really, really close in age. Oh, wow. This is not going to be your average tour bus. Okay, so tell me about what the bus looks like. What is the oh, bus? Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. We just bought a 2009 All-American Bluebird flat-nosed bus, and it's got a, a fairly new engine, and it's a, a great bus in great shape. So we picked it up a couple days ago. And we are going to be converting it into our tour bus with a stage and backstage and all the riding areas and everything. But it's going to, we're going to, we're going to hole up into a parking lot or into a college campus or into someone's house. And we're just going to jump up on our stage and play a set. And Laura, can you tell us about who's fabricating the bus? Yes. And my husband is a, like amazing. He's going to do the fabrication. He's part of a company and they do all sorts of fabrication in Houston. They're called Root Lab. There's a little plug there for them. But he's going to pretty much do this on his own time with some staff on their own time, too. And so him and Melissa have done some renderings of the bus. And uh, we haven't totally planned it out, but we have a couple of ideas of cutting this, the middle section out and sinking the stage back so that there's like a giant mural that, that Nellie's going to paint of Beto on it. How do you think people are going to view y'all when you pull into Refurio or Lubbock or wherever? Are they going to see a bunch of city girls? I think what we really want people to know about Babes is that we are a group of normal Texas women. And we, I'm not a trust fund kid. I'm putting everything I have into this. I'm like, my savings account is like dwindling. Mm -hmm. But I'm trusting Texas to support this, this campaign, this mission. And I, I just have faith that Texans are going to be passionately involved in this. And so we are looking for people who believe in this to check out our Indiegogo campaign online. And uh, we're about halfway through it. And we are so excited to get the funding that we need to complete this. So I'm, I'm really banking on the fact that Texans will feel like we want to be safe protected yeah. feel good about texas again i think that lots of people in other states are really watching this as well mm -hmm. totally very important i think yeah. the color of texas is is very important to the country meaning going possibly from red to blue yes exactly yes and we have we believe yeah. also that texas is the neck that turns the head of the country you know we see that coming <laughs> we know that this election 
out of all elections is very important. Oh, this sounds great. Nellie, Hannah, Laura, thank the three of you so much for being here with us. I can't wait to hear more of these songs. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being so supportive and so interested. We'll have links to more information on Babes in Butterland in our show notes. Next up, I am here with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what is going on in Houston right now? A really interesting story from the Houston Chronicle today, a lot like the book that became the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You Can. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was like a caper movie. That's right. Gabrielle Banks, staff writer at the Houston Chronicle, wrote about a flight attendant recently arrested at IAH who went by the name William Erickson Ladd, who was a person actually born September 4th, 1974 in Atlanta, but lived only until his fifth birthday. So wait, wait, that's the real William Erickson Ladd, not the flight attendant who got busted. Yes, yes, that's right. The flight attendant's actual name was Ricardo Cesar Guedes, and he was caught after many years using this boy's identity after carving out a whole life. He had a Lake Houston home, a BMW. He took out a loan with this new identity, but he was ultimately flagged and interrogated at George Bush Intercontinental after entering a secure portion of the airport. So why was he using the fake identity? Well... Maybe his final words in the interrogation will tell that story. He's now facing trial for impersonating a U.S. citizen, and the official interrogating him showed him a photo of the gravesite of the boy William Erickson Ladd, and when he did that, as the story goes, Guedes became silent. He signed a new fingerprint sheet using the name Ricardo, and then he said as they arrested him, quote, I had a dream, and the dream is over. Now I have to face reality. Wow. All right. Thanks, Farrell. That is it for CityCast Houston today. If you want to help us, and y'all, we need some help, please rate us highly wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us all on Twitter. We are at CityCast Houston. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. That doesn't have anything useful in it, Farrell. All right. (laughs) You thought we might have done our homework.